Bright Suns, you're now listening to the Star Wars Friends Podcast on the No One Is Listening Podcast Network. Punch it, Chewie! What have we here? Hello there. Morning, Senator. Greetings, my We are the ones who guard the power. We are the middle, the beginning. <laughs> Feeling about this. So who talks first? You talk first. I talk first. You're a feisty little one, but you'll soon learn some respect. So, this is where the fun begins. Ha 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 Join the conversation with the Star Wars friends on social media at SW Friends Show. That's at SW Friends Show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Email the Star Wars friends at show at starwarsfriends.com if you have a comment or question you want us to read live on the show. Now, here are your hosts, the Star Wars Friends! Hey, what's happening, boys and girls of the internet world? My name is Christopher Marinan, and you're listening to the Star Wars Friends Podcast on the No One Is Listening Podcast Network. And joining me on this very lovely evening are my Star Wars friends. This is Josh, and we are all the Nile. (laughs) We are all the Nile! Hell yeah! Uh, this is Justin, and I don't have a Star Wars shirt on for some reason. I think there's something wrong Lame. with me. I don't know what's going on. Uh, work work into the guy. podcast and keep it going. That's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, this is Kyle, and I was under the impression we were all the Republic. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're going to have to cut a new promo. Maybe some of us are, and some of us aren't. <laughs> And this is Maggie and the Nile are right. Ooh, ooh. The Nile could be right about so many different things. This I've been is... waiting to hear this uh, explanation yeah, for I, yeah, I'm, I'm interested several in weeks this. now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we are going to find all out uh, about the Nile. And this is just... What an era right now. I mean, it's a literary era. Who would have thought coming after uh, everything we got in Mandalorian Season 2 that we would just carry this train on with everything going on with the High Republic? This is really awesome. I can't wait to break this down with everybody again this week. So, so much to talk about. Lots of news. Uh, Everything's going well. It's cold in Northeast Ohio. Is the weather fine everywhere else for everyone else? Cold. So cold in Virginia. Really? Yeah. It's gonna have a blizzard this weekend. Whoa, that's not good. Cold, <laughs> cold Southern Ohio too. We just got a couple inches of snow the other day. Really? Wow. Mm. Cold in Northwest Ohio as well. Yeah, I know. And Josh, I mean, you're right by Detroit. It's always cold in the D. So I know uh, <laughs> it's so cold, <laughs> so cold <laughs> in the D. So uh, I hate it here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but it is uh, also if you live somewhere warm. 
I don't want to hear about it. Keep it to yourself. I, you okay. know what? I, I want to hear all about the warm weather. I am so envious yeah, of the warm Chris. weather. I don't want to. I, uh, I, I think I've talked about this on the show. I watch those Disney point of view videos on YouTube where people just walk around <laughs> the parks all day and it's, uh, it's always bright and sunny and I'm just sitting in my gray living room with snow and I'm like, oh, this is, this is magical. And it's just like yesterday. What a weird world. So if you're in warm weather, I'm happy for you. Very happy for you. I know there's a lot of stressful stuff going on in Los Angeles right now, but the amount of people on my Instagram that um, are complaining about how it's so cold in LA and it's like 57 there, shut up. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, anyone yeah, that does that people. type of stuff. Yeah, 57, that's camping weather. <laughs> yeah, it's like and jacket t-shirt. and shorts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> uh, everyone holding up good. Josh still, you're the only one that got a vaccine shot. Is that correct? Anyone well, I else? I got one. I don't know about about you. Anyone you else vaccinated? Wow, fifty percent vaccinated, or are you fully vaccinated? I will be fully vaccinated next week. I'm only fifty, yeah. so I don't have five G yet. Good and for the government only knows link. half of my locations, not all of them. Got to get loaded oh, up with those midi chlorians. I mean, that's what it all. That's what it's all about. <laughs> so, hey, listen, we all should be vaccinated before, of course. Star Wars celebration. <laughs> oh, like, what's the segue here? Okay, it's, it's a segue. I want to. I want to get vaccinated so I can have a great time at Star Wars Celebration 2022, which is 80 weeks away. Eight zero. Eighty. That is uh, to the seventies. It's a great number. Eighty weeks. Can you believe it? <laughs> I can't believe it. Eighty weeks. Not that far. Um, any news about like- celebration? You guys think about anything? Daydreaming at all? I'd like to be vaccinated like long before that, if possible. <laughs> yeah, same. You're right. Kudos. Yeah, yeah. Well said. Uh, I've been daydreaming a lot about celebration. Uh, I just can't wait to get out there. I, I just keep reliving all the moments from Chicago and all the great times that we had with people out there. And, um, you know, I, I could definitely, I was thinking of our good friend, Tyler page the other day, had a lot of great times with him and just walking the floor. Just, I can't wait to see what booths they have. From now until then, all the new Star Wars titles that are coming out of Disney, plus all this amazing uh, work that we're getting from Del Rey, IDW, Disney Books. I can't imagine what's going to be there in two years. This is going to be crazy. Well, you know, I hear it's pretty cold out there right now, so maybe it's oh, best right. that it's put off a little bit. I'll pe- pack a windbreaker. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this is, uh, it's going to be good. Very excited about that. And uh, we'll be sure to count down as the weeks come into the 70s. So very cool. Uh, Lots of Star Wars news. This was a crazy week in Star Wars. I just want to start it off by saying that I can't wait to get my hands on those United States Postal Service stamps. They're coming uh, this spring. If you haven't seen them, you can probably just Google it. Or if you're on social, just type in Star Wars stamps and These are so cool. Now, I've seen recently that I believe it was England either had some some stamps or some type of official government documentation recently with Star Wars figures. And I was so jealous. But now we're getting all these stamps and they're droids. They're droid stamps. I cannot wait for these. I love it. It's a twofer. You get to get a Star Wars collectible and support the United States Post Service great things all around win-win hell it's yeah a can't miss exactly imagine if last year they had rolled these out the postal service would have been saved <laughs> uh, no, too, star wars fans could do it if anybody could nerds saved <laughs> the world <laughs> that would be i mean these are great hey, so so you have gamestop one week 
Postal Service the next. <laughs> right. Make it happen. Right. It's that easy. Stonks. Now, here is what is being put on an official United States Postal Service government-issued stamp. You have IG-11, BB-8, R2-D2, C-3PO, K-2-S-O, incredible, a gonk droid is going to be an official forever stamp. Dio, going to be the first one to sell out. 2-1-B medic droid, L-3, and everyone's favorite, Chopper. Chopper gets his own stamp. I cannot believe this. So... I'll pick got, up a few. Who got snubbed? Let's hear it. Who got snubbed? Who got snubbed? Who did Mr. you? Mr. Bones. <laughs> Mr. Bones, AP5. R4. R5. Everyone, lo- you could have had him with the the bad motivator yeah, blown out the top. motivated enough. Not- <laughs> oh, but I'm... Right? I think, I mean, there might be some Forlom fans out there. Um, R7. Yeah. R7. Yeah. I don't like Forlom. Forlom doesn't give you enough material. And then really, we only got it in this Bounty Hunters comic right now, which we can talk about a little bit later. But yeah, Forlom, uh, Mouse Droid. That's the one. There you go. Mouse Droid is the one. That's the snub. That's the snub. But who would you take off? 2-1-B? Medic Droid? For the Uh, Mouse Droid? Dio. Wait, Dio? Oh, I trade Dio. I trade Dio. Dio had one good line. (laughs) No, thank you. I don't know. No, thank you. No, thank, no, thank you. you. Thank that you. was good. That was good. That was good. So these are coming out this spring. Uh, I will definitely pick up a few sets. Now I collect stamps when they come out with cool stuff like this. I have a bunch of Batman stamps. I I've definitely have some Star Wars, former Star Wars sets. Do you guys have any USPS collector stamps? Have you ever collected these before? Or is this, is this going to be your first set you pick up? I have the last set of Star Wars ones. They did it. Uh, I don't know how long ago that was. And then I also have the, um, I have several sheets of the Sesame Street ones that came out oh, earlier this cool. year. Yeah, but I'm, I'm kind of, uh, once I realized that that's basically the only way that they make money, um, I'm, I'm all about buying stamps anytime they put something cool on them. So. Cool. I think I have Simpsons. I think that Ooh. came out a couple <laughs> years ago. Like, like not a couple years ago, I should rephrase that. Yeah. About a decade go i think they came out with some simpsons ones that i picked up but i think that's it and i think my grandparents maybe got me like elvis ones back when i was a kid so oh yeah yeah i have a set of johnny cash ones not the oh this was not an elvis household when i grew up johnny cash uh, (laughs) our house wasn't an elvis (laughs) is that a one is that a one or the other thing is that like a situation Yeah, I don't know if it's that hard. This is a Johnny Cash household (laughs) and get Elvis Elvis the F out of here right now. We will not have a blue Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) I love that song. I do love that song. But Kyle, Uh, Maggie, you guys have any collector stamps? Any in the past? Nope. I don't, but the company I work for has a uh, vested interest in the U.S. Postal Service, and that's a relationship that matters to me, so I am making a concerted effort to support the postal service nice. little known fact about maggie she's actually vehemently anti-stamp yeah clearly clearly that was an aggressive <laughs> mail actually yeah. believe it or not yep she hand delivers <laughs> no if she needs to send you something she's bringing it to you she's not sending in the mail <laughs> carrier pigeons oh there you go <laughs> i am very big into carrier pigeons there's a lot of tweets about carrier pigeons on my account oh this is after this. not surprising to me at all somehow <laughs> Well, outside of stamps, we had a massive drop today. We're recording this as of uh, of a Friday. What is this? January 29th. 29th. 
And uh, it was the Hasbro Pulse release event. They do these reveal shows uh, about every week, every biweekly for different franchises, Transformers, Power Rangers, you know, the whole the whole gamut that they run. And today just so happened to be Star Wars. So, Justin, you want to take us into what we saw today on the Hasbro panel? Yeah, sure. We got a lot of new a lot of new black series and a lot of new vintage collection. Uh, before they got started into the intros, though, Patrick did some housekeeping items that uh, he kind of touched on one of them being pre-orders, because I think there's a lot of people that were not happy with pre-ordering something, but then they're getting oh, released think? into retail shops. Uh, you know, or pre-orders something I've heard on this right, show. Or pre-orders got canceled through specific vendors that uh had Walmart. been pre-ordered for months, and then all of a sudden they got canceled because they didn't have enough. So, right. um, Walmart can kiss my butt on. Pre-orders. Yeah, Walmart so screwed. With they them. screwed so many yep. Mandalorian fans. Yep. Oh my goodness! Uh, so they kind of addressed that in the beginning and said that they are working on that issue. Um, how I don't know yet, but I'm sure there will be some kind of announcement down the road. So uh, it's probably directly related to my Kurt email that I sent. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> uh, we got a lot of new Black Series. I'll start with the Black Series stuff because there was a lot of new Black Series stuff. Obviously, we're celebrating Lucasfilm 50 years. Um, they came out with uh, very specific. Uh, 50th Lucasville branding. We have it already on some of the archive line. We talked about that last week. Uh, but they came out with three new figures that are um, exclusive to, I think these were the Amazon pre-orders. I think there was the Jawa, uh, there's Greedo, and an Obi-Wan. And the Obi-Wan is That's right. stylized in the classic Kenner. Well, they all are. Yeah. They all, they're all yeah, stylized, all stylized, stylized in the Kenner. Yeah. Yeah. Classic Kenner version, but in a six-inch scale with some really nice packaging. Um, so that was the first. They're doing like the vinyl style um, soft goods, which I was <laughs> mm-hmm. into. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, pre- I pre-ordered the Obi Wan. Yeah, he's, yeah, he looks good. He looks and they did. He does the, look um, real good. They said because I wish they did a different card back personally because that's the same one when they released the six inch Obi Wan on the card back a few. A few, quite a few years ago, I think it's the same one. So, uh, as the as the vintage Kenner guy, um, these are the original photos they used for that for the original same series from way back. Okay. Yeah, yeah, same pill colors. I mean, they really did a good job on this. I do, um, you know, I, I've said it on the show before. I'm not a fan of the Star Wars retro line where they just redo the old figures in a retro no. um, style. As an actual Kenner collector, I, I just don't like them. And now these are kind of cool though. These are funky. The Greedo is very fun because because the, the original Greedo, like I mean, green. look at it. Yeah, it, it has nothing to do with the actual Greedo we saw in the movie. And that's what makes it such a unique figure. So the fact that they're going to bring this to the Black Series line with proper paint, it's just a repaint of the original Black Series Greedo. Mm-hmm. Nothing crazy, but uh, it's it's fun. Nonetheless, these are cool. These are fun. And the Obi- Kenobi's great. The Obi-Wan, they said it has a real uh, photo real face sculpt because they couldn't quite do the vintage Kenner head on it because it didn't look right. So they stuck the newer Obi-Wan face uh, to it. Um, And then they also separated his lightsaber. It's not, it doesn't slide out from his arm. It's a separate, yeah, it's a separate lightsaber with it. So a couple little tweaks on them, but uh, available on Amazon right now. You can go and pre-order. The Black Series Phantom, they continued the Phantom Menace line, the uh, last celebration, the two that were available were Obi Wan and Darth Maul in the Phantom, Love yeah, in figures. the Phantom Menace yep. me- metallic card backs. They continued that line with a couple new figures. Uh, there's a Mace Windu, a Battle Droid, 
Jar Jar, and Qui-Gon. Um, these are all available from Best Buy. Uh, you can go pre-order those now as well. They're out there. Um, the Jar Jar only comes with a spear. He does not come with the full kit that the um, the newer uh, Jar Jar has. So yeah. Uh, and then, you know, the the other two are, are pretty much, the other three are pretty much the same except Qui-Gon. They did adjust his photo sculpt, his head sculpt a little bit, I think, with him. So. And that's great. What, exactly great. what I was going to say. Did anybody else think his face looked kind of whack? Yeah. They, no. They said Who? they had a hard Qui-Gon? time using the photo reel on that head sculpt. So they had to like tweak things a little bit so he may he may be looking yeah, a little I funky it looked funky yeah. I, I think he looks better than the removable helmet din Jaren. um i think this looks way <laughs> more like liam neeson yeah, i mean 10 times zero is still <laughs> okay. like as head. long as we're in agreement there um, um <laughs> I, I will say that uh that lucasfilm 50 sticker is so massive it's slick it's so massive um but they did uh, put now it these on the don't have backs. the foil though yeah Wait, they do have yes, the foil. They, they said they put them on the foil back, so it continues in the same line oh, that the Maul and the so Obi Wan really did. match those celebration exclusives. Yep, and there's yeah. a Phantom Menace like, uh, like what do I want to say? Like a clip, like a screen grab on the back of the card backs of the Maul and the Obi Wan. If you want to finish oh, that, yeah. you have to get the Qui Gon to finish that picture. So yeah, it's, it's like great. three figures um, that you need to finish that. So that was pretty cool. Um, there's not enough. There's not up? enough Qui Gon. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I'm picking up the Qui Gon. Uh, Qui Gon's the one I was gonna get. Yeah, too. I got Qui Gon and the Battle Droid. I, I like Battle Droids. I think they're they're fun and he's cool. Like he's good repaint. Up a little little tight thing that he goes in the ship. So if only they'd make a uh, a six inch scale uh, droid transport ground transport ship. Do you know how big that thing would be? Oh my god, I would love it. I would love it. Now, I actually I'm kicking myself a little bit. I uh I got two of the Obi-Wans at Celebration and gave them away. Um <laughs> You were only allowed a limit of two. And oh, you don't have you don't have any left? No, I gave them away. I have Maul. Uh luckily I kept the Maul cuz that's the one I really wanted, but I had a Chris, couple- if you want one real bad, hit me up after the show cuz I know a guy with two. <laughs> I will definitely do that. I will cuz now I want one. Now that yeah. Qui-Gon's out there, I definitely want it. So, these are cool. Yeah. Very fun, and I love the Phantom Menace. Keep bringing back more Phantom Menace stuff. Just watched it today. Yeah. Hell of a movie. Uh, new Black Series, they touched on some of the figures that they'd already done in Black Series as part of the Clone Wars uh, Bad Batch. Um, we got uh, Hunter and... What was the other one? Um, it wasn't Wrecker. It's not Tech. It's uh, Who's the sharpshooter? No, it's Tech. I thought well, it was Tech. Tech is coming Crosshair. out. Crosshair. Is it Crosshair? Was the other one. Okay. Uh, so those are the two that are currently in production that are coming out next. Uh, but they did release a Black Series Elite Clone Trooper. He is all black, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I know. You're, you like it? I like it because it's like the really? precursor to the Shadow Trooper. So for me, it looked, it's like, yeah. okay, that's like where it started. So um, I, I just like I it. saw it. I love clone variants, though. So for me, it, it's a win. Yeah. I guess if you collect clones, it would look good in the lineup, but mm-hmm. it's just not, it doesn't do anything for me personally as a collector. I'm not going to go out and get this yeah. one. Um, there is some new vintage collection figures. Uh, this is part of what they called the 96 collection. Uh, they, they released three uh, Walmart exclusive, uh, <laughs> Walmart exclusive vintage <laughs> collection oh, figures. And I, they're still not up on the site yet for some reason but um there's the atsd driver which because i like that Walmart a lot is weak the atsd driver was cool uh they it's literally the driver and then there's like a picture of an atst on the card not the actual like 
pilot. It's just the vehicle he <laughs> right. drives. Um, Pop Lou and Princess Leia Endor uh, is also available on TVC yeah. Carback. So the, these are all cool. Yeah. Um, these are all cool. I like that the ATST driver has a removable helmet. I'm not like these didn't stun me. This all mm-hmm. makes sense because Return of the Jedi is, is the next wave, and I and I knew that, but I was hoping mm-hmm. to get stunned uh, by one of these. Now Leia comes with the soft goods cape, which if you're an old school collector, that's what really should appeal to you, yeah. especially for the vintage collection. It's not that vinyl cape that came on the uh, the 1990s Endor set mm-hmm. for uh, Han Solo and Luke. It was terrible. Yeah. So this is a nice upgrade. Good paint. And uh, of course, and pop. then Come uh, on now. and then the piece de resistance is the vintage collection Darth Maul and the vintage collection Ahsoka from Clone Wars season seven. Uh, looked amazing in the oh, photos. Oh hell yeah! Oh, they're both I awesome. cannot wait to see the card backs for those two. Um, I, I just you know it's that's one of those things like you can't mess that one up don't pick a really bad card back and screw that figure up because they're good looking figures (laughs) and and believe it or not you can ruin a vintage collection figure by putting the wrong card back with it so for sure it it might be too much to ask for but it would be awesome if those two card backs went together if it was both of them in the throne room in episode or both of them up on the scaffolding or something like that yeah well you know how the hasbro's release and kenner's released a bunch of battle packs and and multi-packs how cool would it be to get a multi-pack of ahsoka and maul and like a collector's edition they just mm-hmm. did that with han and leia uh, on hoth that was a cool little black series set but these are such great figures the yeah. one thing that i took away from this was uh they have more points of articulation so that Ahsoka can get into her poses and they had some really great poses that they did yeah. with this figure and they have those ankle joints and then this mall with the legs. My God. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's so cool. They were, they're super cool. I, if you, I, I picked up an incinerator trooper uh, a couple weeks ago and the card was just destroyed, absolutely destroyed. So I took them out. The oh. joints on it were so tight. You have to move them very, very slowly or you will break an arm or a leg. Really? And actually on that trooper, his shoulder pauldron sits up so high that the helmet that's supposed to attach to the ball, if you try to twist his head or like if you, you know, squeeze by the shoulder pauldron a little bit too hard, his head will pop off. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, the, it's, they're really tight on the joints. They put more joints in, but then you got to be careful that they're not like super, super tight. So yeah, lots of cool stuff coming out. They did do something different too, where they actually showed some pictures of future figures that they're working on. Uh, in the Black Series line, we have uh, a tech coming to go with your Crosshair and Hunter. Uh, Aura Singh will be first time, I think, first time in Black Series. Now we're talking. Um, Zero. But that that pre-order has been out for a long time, hasn't it? The Aura Singh? No. No, no. No, 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 no. no. It's Asajj Ventress. Yes. Yeah, Asajj has been out. Yeah, been out. Um, Zero's coming out uh, as part of the Mandalorian line. Uh, Costca Reeves as well to go with your Bo-Katan. Uh, Excited for and that. Then, I'll take yep, one. <laughs> and then General Lando Calrissian is going to be making his appearance in the new Black Series line. Uh, in the vin- that yeah, it, that's a girl. That's going to be a great figure. Yeah, I, they need to have a soft goods cape on that. And then uh, sure. Vintage Collection. They only did two IG Eleven. So completing more of that Mandalorian uh, Vintage Collection line to go with your uh, Razor Crest. Uh, when you get the HasLab uh, and then yes, sir. A Lando Calrissian in the Vintage Collection as well. So 
Uh, I don't know. Which is weird that they've never done Lando from Empire in Vintage Collection. Yeah, that's what I was a little weirded out by, too, because I was like, I swear, I just saw him on a peg. And I'm like, why are they doing him again? And I'm like, wait a minute. I think that's a different Lando. Yeah, it is. Yeah. They've done Lando in Vintage Collection. They've done Skiff Guard Lando. Um, and they do they do another outfit Lando, obviously Lando from Solo. The Donald Glover, uh, but this is apparently the first time they've done him in ESB. Now, overall, I was actually disappointed with today's launch. I mean, I'm still, I've already spent money. I've already purchased stuff. I like some of the things they put out, mm-hmm. but I guess I was expecting to see more Mandalorian. Now, it was very, very skimpy on Mandalorian. You had uh, Zero, Costco, and IG-11, none of which are available anytime soon. Uh, and no Mandalorian Boba Fett. I'm sure they're waiting until the book of Boba Fett to tap yeah. into that Christmas money. I hope so. I hope so. I think it's hard. I mean, because they went heavy on Boba Fett like the last year. Like there was th- like three different. There was the green Boba Fett, the carbonized. There was the 40th ESB Boba Fett and six inch. There was. Oh, yeah. There was like six or seven. Yeah. Three Two million helmets, different actually, helmets yeah. rolled out. They went heavy on Boba last year. So I think that's why they said, let's wait and do one oh, of those. Man, I don't later. know. <laughs> I want to get them in the new paint. <laughs> with with some of the stuff, it doesn't feel like there's any rhyme or reason to when they decide to release it. I mean, look at how far, like, look at how far from when Clone Wars season seven come out that it took for us to get some of that mm-hmm. stuff. You know, how, how, how about this? Know. How about this? You, what is the only figure from Rise of Skywalker that came out since the movie? Dark Ray. Uh, That's the only one. In vi- well, in that came out collection, since, there is since the, the movie. Um, Jedi Ray. That's the uh, only. Are one you sure I saw. that that was released after? I they released a bunch consecutively with the movie drop because yeah. I have Jedi Ray with Dio that came out when the movie dropped. Mm. So I'm just saying there. I just can't believe Even if that's only two figures. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That's so crazy to me. Need the no uh, need the Black Series Emperor with the little kit, like you can hook the hoses into him, and he's on a crane, and you, <laughs> you know what? wheel him around your living that room. That might be good oh, strictly for research purposes. <laughs> <laughs> What's actually going on back here? Let me take a look at this. <laughs> so yeah, it was uh, it was pretty cool, and I do like that they did the upcoming reveals because otherwise you have to get them from Yak Face or any of the, those other yeah. uh, sources that are out there. Yep. So, uh, all right, what else we got, Justin? Hot Toys released Rogue One Assault Tank Commander. A lot of people have been waiting on that one in one six scale. It's a really good looking figure. Um, a little bit, I think he was at two sixty two no two thirty or two sixty. Well, one of the two. But uh, he's available now for pre-order, so if you want the Assault Tank, Rogue One Assault Tank Commander, you can go get him. Good-looking figure. Very cool. Which and I'm, uh, I'm going to say, because we're about ahead, to dive Justin. into yeah. this one with Funko Reveals. Anybody else catch that, like, literally the trailer for King Kong versus Godzilla dropped on Sunday, and they already put out, like, six or eight different pops of Godzilla and King Kong <laughs> fighting? Did anybody really? else catch that? No. Out of the pop. Game. I'm like, what is happening right now? <laughs> like, see, they've got all the stuff before it comes out. Hasbro, I need you to get the stuff like ahead of time so you can do it and then put it out there. But that's what I'm saying, or, man. It's or like it's, how quickly that the the eggs the egg canister pop came out like the yes, week of the episode. Right, right. Now, they had that in advance. Now, I mean, I, I'll so, say it's probably a little bit more work designing like a posable figure with equipment and stuff like that that you got to build molds for. Versus 
PVC things that you're just going to stick in a shell and paint. And, For sure. Like that's got to sure. be a little bit easier, but how are they getting the designs that early that they can have that thing ready to go the week of? Not as much secrecy. I mean, Star Wars is super secretive and uh, protective of their their IP. But let's talk about some timely releases, Justin. <laughs> speaking of this, uh, Funko Fair just came out recently and they announced their new Funko Pop. So speaking of timely releases, we got a, our first ever Ben Solo uh, from Rise of Skywalker with the blue lightsaber. We got Ray with the yellow lightsaber. Very cool. That's an actually, yeah, I like both of those. Those are cool. Uh, a 10 inch Babu Frick who this thing looks so top heavy. Hey. <laughs> Is he going to be bigger than the actual character? Maybe. Maybe he looks huge. Uh, And then they have, they've gone back into, they've dipped into the American holidays, just like they did with those, those Christmas black series. Now they have star Wars Valentine's pops. They have Darth Vader holding a box of chocolates. They have, I presume this is uh, R2 with another box of chocolates and Chewy. That says, I choose you. On the base of the, like a choose you. I choose, choose you. Bubblegum pink Darth Vader doing a force choke with a lipstick red cod piece on <laughs> is just Kinky. the worst thing I've ever seen. Someone will cosplay it, I'm sure. It's the worst. You Who approved this? My God. I thought those Christmas things were bad. Oh, Good I, Lord. No, I'll, I gotta no, listen. I gotta eat some. I gotta eat some crow here. I I did not want those Christmas figures, and I got them, I and I too. love them. They're, I, they're actually I think, really cool. Yeah, the paint, someone but, needs to be fired for this. Dark <laughs> it's the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> they are terrible. I'll have someone's job over this. <laughs> <laughs> they're yeah, they're a little odd. Now they do have some keychains here. They have the Mando, the Child, or Grogu, and uh, Moff Gideon and Funko keychains. Those do not last very long. Heads up if you're going to buy them. If you're going to put them on actual keys, all the metal and dirt and grime rub off on the faces. And uh, good luck trying to keep those for a long period of time. They have this Luke Skywalker on Hoth. It's an Amazon exclusive that comes with a pin. They have these mystery minis, which. Uh, Josh, I know if Tab's listening, she's got to pick up some of these mystery minis and open them up on their or TikTok here because these are all blind bag uh, mystery oh, she's minis. Unboxings, huh? Yeah, forty nine thousand followers there and counting. Go. And then a couple more of these Funko pins. Uh, people like the Funko pins. I remember at Celebration, uh, a lot of people had them on their bags. I had a couple from the Smugglers Bounties uh, series that they used to put out there. But some of these pins are just not. Uh, they don't look the best, but if you're into it, that's cool. The silver outline Lando's not so bad, but the gold outline, uh, I don't love on the other two. But. Yeah, the gold on Jabba doesn't look right. Doesn't it's look right. Uh, speaking I'm of, being the biggest hater right now. <laughs> it's okay. Speaking of keychains, Lego has the Mandalorian keychain, which is pretty sweet. If you can get your hands on that one, that one's pretty cool. Um that should be available at all Lego stores. And I just want to take a moment here. If you like what you're listening to, please uh, drop us a, drop us a review. Hit us up. Let us know how we're doing. Let us know what you think of the Star Wars friends. We'd love and to make read it about a great one. Make it a great one. That's right. Shout and out, uh, <laughs> please subscribe to all of our social channels at SW Friends Show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And uh, yeah, check in. We'd like to we'd like to hear from you. Send us an email. Show at StarWarsFriends.com. If you're picking up any of these products, that would be cool. Because we're about to shift gears to a different medium here in Star Wars. Publishing. 
publishing. There's a lot of news going on in the publishing world. A um, couple things I came Nine across. Media. <laughs> yeah, right. Not in Star Wars. Uh, one of the things that's interesting is a September release called Life Day Treasury. It's being written by Kevin Scott and George Mann. This is going to feature eight stories that revolve around Life Day. Uh, everyone's favorite Star Wars holiday. And if you remember the holiday special, they're kind of played a little tongue in cheek to the OG holiday special. So I'm interested to see what Kevin Scott and George Mann have up their sleeves. You might know George Mann from doing those uh, myths and fables books. I think there's two of those in that series. And then he's also done another um, kind of like a mythological Star Wars book. Mm. So that should be interesting. That's coming out September, 2021. We also have a, Skywalker family biography coming out. So this is actually written by Kristen Baver. Kristen Baver is amazing. Love Kristen Baver. And hopefully she'll get on the show someday. So this is a Skywalker family at war. That's a spring 2021 release. Very excited about that. Um, and lots of comics. There's a lot of comics coming out. So our comics that have come out, but I don't know if we'll have time to get to those this week. So maybe we'll push it again for another episode, but, uh, lots of really great stuff from the star Wars mainline, Darth Vader, Dr. Afro bounty hunters, a lot of good stuff. So, um, Justin, I'm excited for the, uh, uh, high Republic adventures that's coming out with Master Yoda. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. You just get a little uh, bit of IDW. Master One of us Yoda. Here has read it already. So. Yeah, yeah, I wonder who it was. Yeah. <laughs> Rubbing my nose in it. You only have like four days to wait. Yeah, it's not that long. I'll make it. Uh, Justin, yeah. you've watched the High Republic show on Star Wars. How was that? I did. Uh, I enjoyed it. Loved it. It was really good. Lots of new stuff came out. Like they released some more of those like character drawings with it. Uh, it was really cool to hear the interviews. They had four of the, they had the director of the project on, I can't remember his name at the moment, but then they had, uh, Michael Siglane. Huh? There we yeah. go. Michael Siglane. Yes. Thank you. And then they had three of the writers on. So we had a nice, uh, interview segment with them and, uh, kind of talking about their upcoming books, uh, that they've got all coming out in February. Actually, most of them, I think drop, uh, in the next couple, in the next week or two. So, um, that was really cool. I felt bad though because when they, we've been we we talked about this a little bit last week with uh with the audio book and how some things are read on the audio book where he says like Mark Thompson says like Nihil and we, I can, we keep saying and he says it in the book Marshawn Rowe on the show they specifically called him Markion. Ooh, they all call him Markion Rowe. I like in that. The, I like in the Shy Republic show. So I'm like, oh, I've been calling him the wrong name this whole time, apparently. And so is Mark Thompson. I like so, Markian. Um, interesting. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. I was like, oh, I feel bad now. I was calling him by the wrong name this whole time. Reminds me of the years of Coruscant. <laughs> Coruscant. Coruscant. Oh, who can forget that? Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a good short watch. Uh, it's what, like 50, 20 minutes, maybe 15, 20 minutes. Is it weekly? Yeah. yeah. Is it weekly or biweekly? Monthly? Monthly. I think uh, uh, the next one's in March. Yeah. Mm. The next episode's in March. And if you're listening, be sure to go lend your support to Christina Ariel, who is a wonderful human being and a wonderful host of the High Republic show. And they do questions for every episode. So if you have a question about the High Republic, you can drop a question on Twitter at THR Questions. And you may be featured in the March mm-hmm. episode. It's a uh, there you go, Justin. I wrote down bi-monthly. I know Kyle has a co- question. 
Kyle's got a question. Yeah, Do I have something to ask. What's Kyle's question? I know you have like a you have a you. There was a question you texted me like as soon as you finished the book, and I th- you wrote it's the first thing. You <laughs> and it's my very first thing that I wrote in the. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's very impor- good. It's important. What? When are we saving Master Greystorm? That's uh, like when is that happening? <laughs> it's, he's just out there. He's just uh, out there, and we're never yeah. gonna know. No, well, dude, it's coming. It's that not next the next coming, novel man. that comes out in like three days. When are we gonna know? Mm-hmm. It's coming this year. It's coming this year. When are we gonna know? We're Late, gonna, we're not June. gonna know. They're not gonna know. Summer. Just uh, how are they gonna know? <laughs> <laughs> A lot to think about here. So Kyle's living the meme over here. <laughs> So very cool. I look forward to watching uh, that show this weekend. A uh, couple quick hitters. Uh, KOTOR 2, Knights of the Old Republic 2, The Sith Lords is now on mobile. So get your Darth Nihilus, Darth Sion, and Darth Triafix, please. It's a great game. Little clunky controls, but you will definitely enjoy that game. Our good friend and my birthday buddy, Daisy Ridley, is making a rare appearance on friend The Great the Celebrity Bake Off. Very excited about The Great Celebrity Probably. Bake Off. So that should be uh, released here, hopefully this year. Mandalorian Season 3 begins filming April 5th. They are currently filming the Andor series in a town called Little Marlow over in England and kicking up a bunch of dust, and uh, that that looks pretty cool. Kenobi, over there they call it Wee Little Marlow. Wee Little Marlow. No, that's uh, that would be Ireland, right? Maybe, I don't know. (laughs) Close, it's close. Uh, Kenobi begins filming in March. Very excited about that. I've been rolling a lot of of headcanon around up in this uh, tinfoil dome lately about the Kenobi series. I cannot wait. Very excited. And my last uh, little note here, our good friend Alan Tudyk had a interview recently about the Andor series where he was asked um, if he's going to, if he's going to be involved as K2SO. And he did respond, quote, they're shooting it right now, but I'm not in it. But if it stays on the air, stories keep getting told. I'll end up in there. That's a classic star Wars, uh, you know, deception line. Uh, You know, they, they have the actors, Hugh McGregor knew about it for years that, that Kenobi was coming back. So who knows? Uh, but Tudyk's getting old and he also makes mention about and if they don't ask him to do it in the next five years, he's not going to be able to get up on those stilts. So we'll see. I just want to remind everyone of a, a actor named Sasha Banks, who was apparently only in one episode of the Mandalorian. Right, dude. So. Lies, deception. Right. So they play a good game. And then Liam Neeson, I'm just, this is off the cuff. Liam Neeson also did a recent interview where he was asked about Star Wars. And he, uh, I think his response was, isn't Star Wars fading out in the cinematic universe? Like he actually had no idea what was going on with Star Wars. Uh, But they did tell him on the interview about the Kenobi series. And he goes, oh yeah, sure. I I would do that. Oh yeah. (laughs) He like totally. He he may have overplayed his bluff. That's, that's bullshit. He totally knows. I mean, Come on. I mean, here's right. the thing about actors. They're always going to say yes when they're asked about, would you return to something? Because it's money. <laughs> right. Right. I love Liam Neeson. And it's, oh, I could get into I don't, like, so I much don't know if, annoyance. I, don't, the, I think there's a couple actors who don't want to return to Star Wars. Well, yeah. <laughs> but still, <laughs> yeah, I think they would keep it open because that's what you're supposed to do. You're not supposed to like be like super like, no, I'd never go back to that. You burn bridges. And do we- you want to get paid in the future. Do we think that uh, someone like Adam Driver is ever going to come back to the Star Wars franchise in some form? I'd say for the right price. Damn, really? 
I mean, look at Harrison Ford, who was all curmudgeon yeah, about he it can for forever. Name his price and name his script too, though. Like Adam Driver is so hot and hot. Oh, he's elite. Exactly. He's elite. Yeah, yeah. You never that's know about down the road, but yeah, that's I interesting. Mean, Harrison Ford's a great example of being curmudgeon about Star Wars, and then they named the right price, and he came back. Mm-hmm. Money talks, mm-hmm. people. Yep, one billion dollars in Indiana Jones five, and he's it. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Uh, so lots going on in Star Wars. This is a. Uh, and there's so much we didn't get to. I would love to eventually dive into these comics. Maybe we'll be able to do a comic episode soon because there we is so... We keep reading so, them and keep saying we're going to talk about them. Man, you know, there's we need so to just much do good a content. comic-centric episode at mm-hmm. some point. I think yeah. that's, that'll be the... So much good content. The Charles Soule, I mean, we we're just read this incredible novel uh, that that he penned, but his comic book series is fantastic. It talk is Talk about so, a double threat, huh? Oh, it's so good. So good. So... Shooter! Hey, Star Wars friends, it's Josh, your favorite Star Wars friend and the resident John Williams One Percenter. Do you want to be a John Williams One Percenter like me? Well, here's a piece of John Williams trivia to help you push up your glasses at the other 99%. Did you know that John Williams has 52 Academy Award nominations in his career to date? The only other person with more nominations is some guy named Walter Disney? Never heard of the guy. Make sure to stay on target and listen to the Star Wars Friends podcast every week for more John Williams content. Hi, this is Gary Witter. Very proud to be a Star Wars friend. You are listening to the Star Wars Friends podcast. Hi, this is Kevin Kiner, composer for Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels. I'm happy to be a Star Wars friend. Looking for fun and excitement without having to join the First Order or Resistance? Come join your Star Wars friends and experience the fun and excitement at Canto Bite Hotel and Casino located on the beautiful planet of Cantonica. Our state-of-the-art facility offers a beautiful Fathir racetrack, all the newest hollow tables, and the finest libations and cuisine across the galaxy. Enjoy top-notch entertainment nightly such as Figrin Dan and the Modal Nodes, the Max Rebo Band, and Arodia Ventifoli. Witness some of the fastest sky racing in the galaxy with first-rate pilots Hype Phazon. Hype Phazon is in the building! Tora Doza. Where's my cute little furball? Freya Fenris and Griff Halloran. Okay, I still don't get why we all had to come along. Just listen to some of our happy guests. Oi! Misa love Canto Bite Hotel and Casino. Misa win muy muy credits. Whether you're here for relaxation or excitement, the Canto Bite Hotel and Casino can provide whatever you desire. There is so much to do here. Odds are, you'll have the time of your life. Maybe. Gambling problem? Reach out by Hotman to the New Republic Gambling Addiction Hotline. The number is 800-IMI-NDBT. The number again is 800-IMI-NDBT. One more time, the number is 800-I'M-IN-DEBT. This advertisement has been brought to you by the Star Wars Friends. Please handle responsibly. Hi, this is Delilah S. Dawson, your Star Wars friend, and you are listening to the Star Wars Friends Podcast. 
Hi, I'm Kyle. Will you be an angel for a helpless baby Yoda? Every day, baby Yoda is chased by bounty hunters and abused by scout troopers, and he's crying out for help. Please click the subscribe button on your screen and join the Star Wars friends with a monthly gift right now. For only 60 calamari flan a month, you'll help rescue baby Yoda from their abusers and provide food, shelter, Jedi training, and Beskar armor. Subscribe now and follow us on Twitter in the next 30 minutes to receive this tweet with a gif of baby Yoda, who's been given a second chance thanks to you. Baby Yoda needs our help. So please, subscribe, rate, and review right away. This is Darth Vader, Dark Lord of the Sith, and you are listening to the Star Wars Friends Show. Do not underestimate the power of this podcast. Well, my name is Stephen Ray Morris, and I've been a Star Wars fan my whole life, and I'm happy to call myself a Star Wars friend. I know my thing is Jurassic Park, but I love Star Wars, and I dressed up for Ray for Halloween a couple years ago. So, yeah, enjoy Star Wars, friends. Hey, this is Dominic Pace, who played Gecko the Bounty Hunter from The Mandalorian. Happy to be your Star Wars friend. You're listening to the Star Wars Friend Show. Hello there, Star Wars friends. It's Josh, your favorite Star Wars friend and resident John Williams One Percenter. Do you want to be a John Williams One Percenter like me? Well, here's a piece of John Williams trivia to help you show off your elite status to those around you. Not only has John won countless awards accolades, Oscars, Grammys, etc. But the apple does not fall too far from the tree either. His son, Joseph Williams, is the lead singer of the Grammy Award winning band Toto. Make sure to stay on target and listen to the Star Wars Friends podcast every week for more John Williams content. I'm Jason Fry. Thanks for listening to Star Wars Friends Podcast. We hope you're enjoying this episode of the Star Wars Friends Podcast. Subscribe to the Star Wars Friends for weekly episodes featuring the latest news, in-depth analysis, fan questions, and conversation on all things Star Wars. If you're enjoying the Star Wars Friends, please leave us a review on whatever podcast app you're listening on. And make it a great one. Now, back to the Star Wars Friends. We're here to talk about the High Republic, so let's get a little high. And I know why. Why, man? Yeah, because I got high. Republic. Because I got high. Republic. Because I got high. Republic. Republic.
Oh, yeah. So here it is. Part three, the finale of The Light of the Jedi. But there's a couple other, uh, you know, you got to have a little fun. You got to have fun. It's Friday. And uh, there are there's a couple other things out here in the publishing world currently released from the High Republic. The comic book is actually in its second printing. That's awesome. That's really cool. Good for good for Marvel. Good for that medium. Um, pull list people don't take your chances yeah don't take your chances i had i had to go to two different comic stores uh to pick it up it wasn't in my file so but the comic files a uh jedi i'm not going to give away much details if you're into it but a jedi named keeve trennis and our good friend master the the transocean i don't know i can't do it yeah that's terrible transocean it's just as good as seth green but uh (laughs) it follows uh parcel mouth parcel tongue what is that called whatever parcel tongue there we go. I got dry mouth right parcel. now, so I can't I can't mouthfeel. do this right now. A mouthfeel. <laughs> parcel mouthfeel. <laughs> but it follows uh Keeve Trennis's Jedi trial, which is actually a lot of fun, and it, it brings in a lot of cute characters. It's a big book, it's a lot of pages, a lot of pages for the okay. first issue. Um, definitely looking forward to number two. There is an exclusive uh Kyle, you got a point about the comic? Yeah, one of the things they actually mentioned on the High Republic show was about how the comic and the novel and all these things are converging on this one point of uh, whatever they call it, the coronation or the opening ceremony or whatever for the starlight beacon. So it was cool to see that, that visually in the comic, which I read before I got to it in the novel, which then I already had kind of an image of in my head. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's really cool. It was fun when you were like, why is Skier so mad? (laughs) (laughs) Now you know. Right. Right. Uh, There is a Star Wars insider. With those attachments back then. I just got to say. Oh, well, for sure. For sure. They're a little different. Uh, Star Wars Insider magazine has an exclusive High Republic excerpt written by none other than Charles Soule. It is called Starlight, and it is going to be told in multiple parts. The first one is called Go Together. It is from a certain point of view. Of two characters named Josh and Joss and Pika. Uh, So close. I know, so close. (laughs) Joss and Pika, they are project managers who run into a little bit of trouble with the power on the Starlight Beacon. They get to meet Avar Chris and uh, Ariaga Buriaga. Briaga Agaberry? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Nice. Off the top of my head. good. I like yeah. that. Thanks, thanks. And it's a prequel to The Great Disaster, so that's fun. And then lastly is a is a young adults novel, Test of Courage, High Republic Test of Courage by Justina Ireland. Is anyone else reading this? I am I'm about halfway through. I just started it. It's on my shelf. I haven't yeah. started it, but I'll 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 probably finish we're, it. This yeah, weekend. we're covering it. Yeah. Next I week. finished it in December. <laughs> yeah. I'll have yeah. it done by next week, yeah. It's a, it's, you know, it's a young adult novel. The names are, yeah, I think the story, the story itself is great. It's a good counterpart to, um, to light of the Jedi. And I, I really like exploring these different, uh, different characters in this era. It's really cool. So we'll talk about that. I won't, if if you guys are holding off, then we'll, we'll definitely save it till next episode. Uh, and with that being said, light of the Jedi three weeks now on the New York times bestseller list. That's awesome. Good for good for them. That's exactly where I they wanted to be. I believe they're both on the New York Times bestseller list. Actually, that's fantastic. So, really great rollout by uh, you know Disney and um, Del Rey. 
I know that it got delayed a little bit because of COVID, but they've uh, they've done a great job. So here we are covering part three. Justin, take us in and let's wrap this baby up. So I think what we're we can talk about kind of I think what our likes and dislikes were, but I, I think I want to dive in first because Maggie's been super into this, like in support of the Nile, and I just have to know why. I, inquiring minds want to know. She's so anti-establishment. <laughs> I am, but okay. So here's here's something that's like always bothered me. I've always had a huge issue with the Jedi because they are holier than thou and they act like they are the saviors. Which, as a historian and an anthropologist, it's, it's very much like a savior complex, and they go to these these colonies essentially that they deem as like, you know. The Outer Rim colonies are very much underdeveloped worlds and they bring their hope and their light and their, you know, colonizers, they're colonizers. And then they usually they don't really leave it better than they found it. They usually cause planets to have horrible things happen to them. And Martian Rowe has so many great lines in this book tackling that issue. And I actually have two that I have brought to the episode today. Um, there's the one towards the beginning of section three where he's talking about, um, like, who are they to tell us how to live? Who are they to come to our territory and try to kill us? The Republic, the Jedi, what gives them the right? And then at the end, when he has Loden Great Storm, he has another line. It's a classic Western trope. It's such a classic Western trope. Um, and then he has this other line where he's, he's talking about, um, let's see. I want to start here or there. Um, do the long version. Yeah, I'll do the <laughs> long version. I almost didn't want to try it all. For a long time, I just carried the same role he had, the Eye of the Nile, Keeper of the Paths. I got rich doing it. It was fine. And then you come. Oh, not you specifically, Loden Great Storm. I mean the Republic, building its starlight beacon out in my territory, invading, taking over with all of its rules and its laws and particular brand of freedom that isn't free at all. And you Jedi always just behind, absolutely convinced that every action you take is right and good. My family learned that it has a cost long ago. And so I think it's just, it's so great to finally see Star Wars tackling the issue, which is the Jedi are colonizers and they bring this like essentially a religion into these places. And they, they do cause people to get hurt. They cause people to die. There's even like this whole great, um, section where like the whole Nile thing is like fight free and then Avar Chris compares them to being trapped animals and I was just like the dichotomy between the two and I you know with The Last Jedi one of the reason why I liked um, DJ was the whole live free or die like that whole that whole feeling of the establishment and like how the Jedi essentially prop up the establishment, their entire existence is so great to see it like laid out in plain view. And it's like a kind of consistent theme through the rest of the books as well. So I'm really excited like, to see where they go with this. Hmm. Interesting. Because it's, it's, it's titillating because it's something that I've, I've just been like hmm. so desperate to see because I, I have gotten into so many arguments on Twitter about the Jedi because I, I, I know they're good, quote unquote, but they've caused so much trouble by being essentially like the, the sword of the Republic, essentially they go out and they do their bidding, but they pretend they're not, mm -hmm. but they really are just like upholding the establishment. Mm. So yeah. 
it's like when the Avengers save the city, save humanity, but also destroy the city while they're fighting. Like exactly. Uh, yeah. So I I agree with you that like he's Mar as Markian Markian Rowe is like making the point. Um, and I like I I agree with you that the 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 Jedi are this thing where they you know they think what they are what they are, but they're actually causing all of this these problems too. But at the same time, some of it rings. I, I think in, uh, it'll become more clear as we learn who he really is mm-hmm. and, what and what his history with his, the Jedi is. Yeah, yeah. to his family. Um, but at this point, for me, um, well, first I'll say that the 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 Nile came into their own in this uh, third act. Mm-hmm. Um, in the mm-hmm. last big act, time. I like big I said time. last week, I I was like, I don't really feel like they're that big of a threat. I don't know, like, what do the Jedi fear the most? Like, they didn't. I was like, they're just marauders, yeah. like, and they're infighting and whatever. But the the only thing that counterbalances that his jet his message about the Jedi is that I feel like at the same time for him it's self serving mm-hmm. and oh yeah he might be right about the Jedi, but it's also like I don't like your rules because you won't let me be shitty to people, but you're also <laughs> shitty to people. Right. It's like. <laughs> You know, yeah. like you're not doing the right That's thing either, my dear. Very yeah. much what Wall yep. Street did this yep. week, not to be topical. Yeah, but. but I think the thing is, is the fact that like the Nile originate from this region, and so I think that's why I mm. I can accept that they're not great, but they have this camaraderie together where they're they're existing in a space that they've existed in before the Jedi and the Republic come out here and are like, we're going to set up this whole beacon and we're going to make everything great for everybody. But are they? But but the and the Nile are a collective of different alien species. They don't originate from, from the, outer, the outer rim. But they well, they all originate from the outer. No, because one's a, a Gungan. He's from Naboo. Wet bub, wet wet bub. There's a yeah. One's a Twilight yeah. Too. One's a yeah. there's they specifically call out that they're different alien species as part of this mm-hmm. group of Vikings or pirates. They're not. They're not like one alien species out in the outer rim that they, you know, it's not like, I don't want to say, yes, I get where you're going with it, but like, they don't claim like, hey, this planet was our planet. We're an indigenous alien species to this planet. And here come the Jedi and the Republic. No, they're, they're flying around space, looting and pillaging and killing. So when, when the Republic shows up to basically say, look, we understand that's how you lived, but to be a more elevated society, we, we have to kind of get along and, and try to make a living and do things together, not just let you run rampant and do whatever you want. So I think that's where they, I see where you're going with it. I see why you like it. And and yes, to Josh's point, I, I when we hear more about Markeon Rowe and what happened to him with the Jedi, I think we'll understand that better. But I'm so desperate to know. Yeah, yeah, me oh. too. I was it's like, clearly, yeah, because I was wondering that too. I was like, well, what did he? What what happened that was so bad that he was like? Because it wasn't <laughs> the Jedi that killed Real his bad. dad. It was his own right. Nile Nile mm-hmm. people that did it. Uh, my reading of it was that his dad is not really his dad. Yeah, mm. that's what I read it, as well. His dad, the previous I, yeah. was someone who he was a foundling or something like. Essentially, that. Essentially, yeah. Mm. I that's how but, I read it as well. So. So I, I agree with you because in the fact that you can't go like take someone over and then be like, now you're free because we just took over your planet like that. 
that doesn't make sense. Like I, I think the thing is like the Jedi and the Republic are operating with the best of intentions and mm-hmm. then they get too big and their scope becomes too broad and then things get too gray and then mm-hmm. people get too powerful and eventually it leads to corruption oh, yeah. and all the, you know, and then it's this thing that, that all runs out of control. All colonizers have the best intentions. Yeah. That's the, so like, I, I think it's easy to see them as the good guys. Um, but you know, everybody thinks they're the good guys. Exactly. Nobody's the, the villain of their own story. Exactly. And, and the, the Nile are that way too. You can make the very same argument for the separatists mm-hmm. who are making a point. They said, hey, the Republic is corrupt. Yeah. And, and they were what? right. <laughs> the Republic was corrupt, guys. So, like, I hate to break it to you. So they weren't wrong. And, the, the, and the Jedi got away from yeah. their ideals and they weren't wrong. But the, the other thing I was going to say is that uh, Markeon Rowe, he does have a grudge. Oh, it's yeah. It's very personal. Yeah. And they're him. very not, bad. It's not They're just not good guys. you you can't come take over the outer rim because we do our own thing, which is that's a legitimate complaint that people mm-hmm. Have, mm-hmm. in the real world and in fiction yes. have had since the dawn of time is like, oh, yeah. just let us live. But, you know, he, he talks about multiple times about how he's got beef with the Jedi, you know, that he's got his purple glowing rod in the epilogue, that crazy thing that like, I'm absolutely foaming at the mouth yeah i know what this thing is (laughs) and and he's like well this is almost as fully to blame for what happened to his ancestors as the jedi so he he's placing a lot of blame on the jedi order so it's very personal to him too Mm -hmm. and i can't help but wonder if there is a reason for him being like the eye of the storm and all of the storm parallel of stuff within the Nile and then having it be Loden great storm that he eventually takes. Mm, love that he I laughed at that. that. He laughed I know, at I it. I love when he, he like, laughed really? at it. He's <laughs> like, I'm fitting. It, it was like so perfectly like fitting. And I was like, I wonder if this will come into play later on if we learn something about like that comparison. That can't be accidental or just like a funny joke in the last couple pages. I love no, that no. Loden tried to use some Jedi mind trick on him and he just kind of yeah, laughed and he's like, yeah. I was taught how to resist this when I was younger. Like, Crazy. it doesn't work on me. I'm a Toydarian. Yeah. <laughs> Josh calling it right now. Markeon Rowe is a Toydarian. <laughs> he is. <laughs> but then he did, he did resort to brute force and just shoved him into a wall after that, but he yes. didn't have quite enough juice. Behind him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, you know, I love that the space battle was great. I love that, you know, because in, initially the Nile were getting their, their butt kicked. Uh, oh, I've got a thought about that, too. That reminds me that Maggie said something. The trapped like rats thing. Mm-hmm. I interpreted that as when Markeon Row took over their, what were they calling the the green engine, the sublight engine or the... Oh, God. Does everybody know what yeah. I'm talking about? Uh, I know what you're yes, talking about. Yeah. Yeah, let's, um, let's them use the paths, basically. Yeah. So he took it over, and he's making them do all path these engine. little jumps. What? What is it? Path. It's a path engine. Path engine. Well, geez, it was right there. <laughs> I was so close. Yeah, in the name. Uh, so when he took that over, he was forcing them to do all these little tiny jumps over the battlefield, and it was killing them. Yeah, and they were they couldn't control it. So that's why they were they f- were tr- felt like trapped rats because they were panicking because they were doing all these suicide runs mm-hmm. against their will. Yep. 
to me, even though he later at the end, which like this did, this came together beautifully. It came together at the so end. well. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the, he was manipulating the whole thing this whole time. He explains it like they knew that they couldn't get out and they were outnumbered, but they were just so angry that they they took it upon themselves when really he was flying them into these other ships and they were literally panicking right up until the point of their own deaths mm-hmm. um, because he just was using them as pawns in his greater scheme. Yeah, and it he was... I mean, man, that thing was well. He done. basically sacrificed. He sacrificed Kosov, and then turned around and made Kosov a martyr to his own people to get him pumped up about going and fighting the Jedi in the future. Like when they're on, um, I forget what they call the the glass dome thing. Uh, yeah, they're they're yeah they're hall, meeting the whatever, Great Hall yeah. or whatever. Right? He's like getting them all fired up. And he's basically he's telling he's showing the battle clips and he's telling them about Kosiv and he plays the audio clips of Kosiv, you know, saying fight like Nile and like how they just yeah. use dirty tactics. They, you know, were slamming into ships. They were, you know, doing they did the grapple Dropping pull apart sewage, thing. toxic waste, yeah, dumps. toxic waste yeah. on them. They were just getting dirty to to try to turn the tides. And even though it was really Markion who killed Kosiv. By making him jump into a, a ship, essentially, and killing him, he turns around and says, "All right, Markion or Kosov was a hero." But even before that, he set them up. Yeah, he set them up. In that yeah, situation yeah. For that yeah. And and Kosov's clueless. And then he turns around and looks at his own people in the Great Hall and says, "Oh, Kosov was a hero. Here, let's <laughs> smear his blood all over our faces." And like, yeah. you're like, what? Okay. And. I thought that was like a really great illustration of of what Markian Rowe had been doing the whole book because he the droids are taking around these whatever buckets of blood I guess for everyone to wipe on their face and, <laughs> little mouse droids and he's like Did, is anybody is anybody gonna ask um, how one body had this much blood or how he even got it when he died out in the middle of space right. or right. not it doesn't matter right. because he is just selling these people a bill of goods and they're buying it hook line and sink line and sinker and he doesn't care about any of them at all he can no. run them right into another ship and kill them it doesn't matter but he's manipulated them so fully that they're just you know at his beck and call mm-hmm. they'll do anything he says yeah. i thought it was great because it the last segment of this book really uh, to josh's point i think reiterated why the Ni- nile are bad people like like they tossed one of the blithe children out of the airlock right and that's when um yeah. uh what's it the padawan had to like jump out and like grab her and save her Belle. yeah bell had to save her uh they killed auto blithe one of the the de- the father because he was captured with Loden. sliced he, him right he was still passed the, out with the brutal he was still yeah, passed out was. and he just like he's playing with the lightsaber and he's like oh these guys don't mean anything to me and hacks him while he's asleep uh, and then they use obviously the dirty tactics in space and then, you know, smearing the blood on their face. It was just, now you understand why they don't play by what would, I guess we in civilized society would consider normal rules of engagement. They don't really care about that. So, uh, it was really interesting in this chapter to hear, um, you just hear why they are that bad of people. So. I I thought the ending of this book was great. I don't know about you guys. Yeah. 
No, I thought it was too. I mean, listen, Marky and Roe is is a fantastic villain, uh, very complex character, grew as the the entire book went on, and I, we've said it already. This is really where the the Nihil uh, come into their come into their own, and this it sets them up as a pretty brutal force. I mean, listen, I I, I can't also say enough. I said it last week. I love all of this lore creation about these hyperspace um, tactics and discovery. I mean, this is, to me, this is just brilliant. And to use it as a war tactic is something that is, oh, that's that's what came to mind was, you know, how does Poe do it? But, you know, I really want to learn more about this technology. I'm really interested in these vectors, Um, you know, outside of the plot point. I think that there's a lot of stuff that I'm looking forward to in the next novel uh, that we'll get to learn about. These Jedi, uh, I had a conversation with somebody since the last episode uh, that we did, and um, their comment was, man, these Jedi seem so similar. And to which I boldly disagreed. And I, and I don't think that these Jedi are similar at all. I think that they all have very unique characteristics and I really can't wait to see what Avar Chris is going to be doing as the new, uh, starlight beacon Marshall, or at least presumably, uh, I even like the chancellor. I think Lena. So is an interesting complex character, very confident. Um, but really all of these arcs, fantastic end of the book left me wanting more, uh, and I, it's been a long time since I've said that about a novel. So this was very cool and I can't wait for the next one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've got one last thing that I wrote down about Mark Yonroe and then the rest of my notes are mostly about the Jedi, but, um, he, when he was doing his inner monologue about his master plan and, and, and all these things that, uh, had happened to him in the past, he said, uh, he wasn't even Mark Yonroe either. His name was, right. uh, it doesn't matter where, where he came from was gone other than the lessons that had taught him and a few tools he had stolen from it when he left. So that's like, there's a whole mm-hmm. backstory going on there that I'm really, re- like you said, it left me, this book left me wanting more. It, yeah. The, this final third, the storm, I think it was called, um, opened up. It was a great conclusion to this story, but it also opened up so many questions for this this broader timeline going forward. Yep. Well, and and Markian, like I, when they leave stuff open like that, I you know you part of my brain says, are they going to tie it to something we already know as like a right. big reveal? But Markian Rose uh, species is one we've only seen in one Poe Dameron comic besides in this book. So there, like, there isn't any direct... T- I mean, I guess there could be if he's tied to something else, but like thinking about his family, I- I'm thinking it might actually be something completely new. Mm. Okay. Um, And the one other thing I wanted to say just about this section is I'm, I am really bummed that uh, Jorah Mali uh, died. Yeah, um, I was getting super excited yeah. because she sounded really cool. She's, uh, you know, Togruta Jedi. So obviously, like the one other Very one of those, cool. or one of the two other one of those we know of, we all really love. Right. And um, the whole like taking the Sith uh, Kyber crystal and like pulling the all the mm. negativity out of it for her she weapon sure did was really yeah. Kyber crystals, didn't she? Yeah. Um. And but. The cool thing is, is two of like some, not even, not even just two, but some of the like best stories that I've ever read in Star Wars are ones that deal with like a character's grief 
And so, like, Skier might have, like, an awesome storyline throughout this, him dealing with her death, mm. and I'm, I'm mm. really looking forward. Obviously, that's not, like, a feel-good thing, but, um, you know, I just think back to when, when Chewie died in the, in the EU and all those, that whole, like, one of, one of the biggest storylines of the New Jedi Order was Han dealing with that, and, like, and it was, like, one of the best pieces of it, and I'm just, I'm excited to, for there to be maybe something like that, um, with gear, so yeah. hmm. like Highlander, there can be only one. Only <laughs> one. <laughs> you know, um, did did you any of you know that Trandoshans can grow back limbs? Yeah, I did I not. Did, yeah, that's like their reptile thing. I figured. Yeah, I just there. just learned that uh, this week. Mm-hmm. Just learned that this week. Interesting. I, so, Skier's arm should be growing back at some point. I thought the so, the reference in um, chapter forty two where they talk about the Quarren Mon Calamari peace accords. Yeah. Did anybody else catch that? I was like, man, these yes. two have been yeah, fighting yeah. for <laughs> centuries <laughs> right. and cannot I get along. To McCoy's right there. Not uh, yeah. not just on uh, not just in Clone Wars. <laughs> <laughs> with uh what's his name uh lee was it prince lee cho prince lee, prince Char. lee Char. Char. how could lee you Char. forget how could you forget <laughs> boo tab the resident uh mon calamari super fan would be very upset with you right sorry now. hey but i brought it up in the show i love that she still says <laughs> that we she still says when we met Admiral Radis. Not like here's a picture with an Admiral Radis cosplayer. <laughs> Remember when we met Admiral Radis? Like he's a real, he's a real person. Hell yeah. <laughs> I just love it. Hell and yeah. that was the one. The one. <laughs> yeah. It was him. You know, I would say for yeah. just for people picking this book up, if you're on the fence about reading it, it's a really good read. We talked about it before. There's a lot of characters, a lot of information to take in. I actually like I just write chapters and notes as we go through here, like as I'm listening to it on the audiobook. Um, but there's actually now a lot more material out there. Um, I have a picture that I'll send you guys after this that lit, that shows all the Jedi basically and their names above it. It's a really Sweet. cool picture. Sweet. Um, you know, there's there's more on the characters and those little animated stories um, that you can get. What are they? They're on StarWars.com. Is that right? Um, the little animated yep. shorts yep. about yep. High Republic. There's so much more out there now that you can kind of start to see them in your head to go along with this story. Whereas you know, when we had, I think, the original trilogy and then we got a lot of the EU books and stuff like that, there was some subsequent material that we already had in our head that we envisioned for some of it to help. Here, we're starting all brand new and we're getting all these characters and now there's a lot more stuff coming out. So it, it helps to kind of like take notes and put it with it and keep it. But the, the book was great. I love the book. Yeah, speaking of all the new characters and all the new information, I've got like a handful of things that were mentioned like little side comments that feel like they're planting seeds that I'm personally really Ooh. curious about. Um, there was one, uh, Porter Engel who I thought was such a cool character that was like, used yeah, very Porter's awesome. Porter yes. um, but he said he was remembering what it felt like to be the blade of Bardota, which already like i need to know about that <laughs> yeah. and yeah and remembering why yes. he once chose to never be that person again like phew, come on that's a that's a samurai story right there I need yes to, it is like i need to hear about that um the this i i don't know if it's just because it was relatable for me personally on a human level or because i felt like this was something they were actually going to elaborate on at some point but when they were talking about this dedication ceremony for the 
um, the starlight beacon, somebody commented that master Yoda was there and ordinarily the ancient master avoided non-essential social (laughs) gatherings with determined glee. And I was like, my man, I I can, I feel that. (laughs) But they said his reasons for attending the dedication of starlight beacon were his own. Yoda kept his own counsel, which is also kind of cool. But like, I wonder what that reason was. If it was notable that he was there and people wouldn't expect him to be there. I wonder why did he choose to, and are they ever going to explain that Mm -hmm. to us? Yeah, no, those are those are good little seeds. Maggie, looks like you got something from the book you want to chat about. Oh, yeah. I just wanted to bring up the epilogue and yet again, how much I love Avar Chris and Elzar Man. Okay, that was one of my last things. And mm-hmm. I was like holding out because I thought for sure you were going to say it. Go oh, ahead. yeah. It just brought me so much joy. Like, I want to know more about what their their little backstory together is. I feel oh, they've like- got a whole thing. Got a whole thing going on there. Well, because they, they yeah, went I wrote the down time, a little right? They were they were they Padawans, were Padawans together. together, so they grew up in mm-hmm. the Jedi temple I th- together. I, I'm under the impression they were younglings before they were yeah. Padawans. To, like they grew up since yeah. you know they were three or something. Yep. They grew up but together. <laughs> when they were, he was talking about how he finally became a master, which was a thing. The whole the whole novel is he's never been made a master. Uh, Avar Chris was made one a few years ago. He says, and he, you know this is something he really wanted. And, and, um, and she says, yeah, the jump from Padawan to Jedi Knight, that's where it all really sinks in the choice of it, which I guess, you know, obviously you can choose not to become a Jedi Knight and leave the order at that point. And, um, he said, they have like Jedi Rumspringer. Like they let you go off one year (laughs) before you, (laughs) you can go sow your wild oats for a little while. See if you like it out there amongst the people. Um, but he said Elzar suspected they were th- both thinking the same thing, shared moments as Padawans, things to be left behind. They I hadn't like, discussed, mm-hmm. uh huh. They hadn't discussed those moments not in a very long time, and never with more than oblique reference. But they were never very far away from each other's mind, especially when they were together. So, like to me, when they were finishing up Padawan time, they were both like, maybe screw this and let's just go make some force sensitive babies and have a, have a little shop somewhere in town and let's go to Naboo and have a good yeah. time. Yeah. And you can just hold me like you did by the lake on Naboo and they're going to do their family thing, but decided not to. Um, but there's obviously a whole, they've got some feelings, some unresolved feelings there mm-hmm. that they really need to get to the bottom of. She's trying to get retired with him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That epilogue was really retired with him. You know, they need to just they need to just get you know a they need to do like um the cook and now that I can't think of his name the blade of Bardota and get like a you know an assignment somewhere on an outer rim world together. You know, who knows what's going on out there? Yeah, it could be anything. You never know. The end of the book was great. It left you with like a big cliffhanger, like. I, I mean, yeah, I'll reiterate. Let's let's, let's talk when about that. When are we saving Master Loden? When are we doing it? Yeah, how's that going to happen? Yeah, not soon enough because like all the novels that I know are coming out are not about that. <laughs> He's going to be Look, I'm not far, about it. Prison. Look, I'm farther ahead than y'all, and I haven't had a like answer yet for you. You'll be waiting a while, Kyle. Uh, and and what's going to happen to Bell Zedifar? Is that how you say his last name? Yeah. Yeah. 
What's going to happen? Yeah, he, they said he's going to be made a Jedi Knight. He's like, I'm not going to do it unless my master's around. Everybody else thinks his master's dead. He's like, no way, he's still alive. So what? Is he a Padawan forever? What's going to happen but, to this guy? But what's going to he happen? He jumped out of the plane. He saved the girl. What's like? My head cannon is he's going to take off a fine load. What's going to happen One to all of the Jedi, though, according to Elzar's vision? Yes, that's what oh, I was going to get to is his vision. Go ahead. So, ahead, quote... Chris. Elzar Man's quote, this is the one that really got my head turning. Jedi, many he knew, friends and colleagues, horribly mutilated, fighting battles they could not win against awful things that lived in the dark. Jedi flee for their lives, and Elzar himself is left to left alive to watch it until he is too, unable to escape with what was coming. So, so if you've played Galaxies, Edge, Tales of Galaxy's Edge, the virtual reality game, there is something that happens to the Jedi on a mission that um, if you watch, I mean, there's clips on, it's been out for like three months, so I don't feel like it's too much of a spoiler. Um, there, I can't remember the character's name, but like a really bad event happens and a bunch of Jedi die and like Master Yoda comes to help her. And there's like all sorts of weird stuff with like stuff in the darkness and like kind of like emerging from the walls. So I wondered if that was kind of connected to that, hmm. that video game. I mean, it's, it's super awesome. There's a couple people who've posted on YouTube. If you don't like want to play the game, it's trippy. Um, it gave me heart palpitations because it's Damn. really scary. <laughs> it was really awesome. It's like a 10 minute, like short adventure in tales of galaxy's edge. Well, I know oh, yeah. which, I'm going to check that out. They talked about on the high Republic show this week. Oh, okay. That purple glowing rod. Yeah. It's, uh, it's got something going on. Well, and there was... Gotta watch out. There was another mention, and in, in going back to the High Republic release uh, uh, special, right? That one-hour release special where they had all the authors on. They did talk about a villain called the Drangler. Drangier? Drangier. Which are sentient mobile plants. They are yes. yeah. you're poisons, thorns, they can heal themselves, they have no feelings, and they eat people. A sentient I'm, I'm plant, sorry, Josh. Justin, I think you're. I think you're actually thinking of Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> they're, they're actually, they're pretty cool. They're pretty cool. They, we'll be talking about them next week. Hey, fireballs will take them out, no problem. Just... <laughs> Fireball. Fireballs Fireball. everywhere. But here's, um, here's the thing. The- if you look at their character design, they look like marijuana. Yes. Yeah. They are Ooh. not terrifying. Cannabis interesting. But they also have a hive mind. <laughs> wow. Which is also very okay. interesting. I've read about that on the internet. Mm, okay. Now, Josh, actually. Yeah. The, oh, go ahead, Kyle. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, you were the first person I thought of when I rent set sentient plant. I was like, oh, this thing is going to love this. Yeah. Listen, there's a difference between something being sentient and then something being obviously not sentient <laughs> for 30, 40 years <laughs> right. and then deciding that it needs to be for shits and gigs. Yeah. You know? Yeah. S's and G's, if you will. Yes, yes. Um, I like the last part of that epilogue where he, the last line of the book really was, uh, where did I put it here? It said, um, oh crap. Probably the last page if you're looking for it. <laughs> well, if I had the, if, if I had the, the physical line. book in front of me, uh, the greatest enemy, of, it basically just says the greatest enemy of all fear. And that's what, oh, that's yeah, what he was yeah. left with. That's the last line of the book. And that's what awesome. All Jedi are afraid of is fear because that's what will take them down pretty quickly. 
Yeah, he said something in that same paragraph about um, he saw them all fleeing, yes. not retreating, yes. fleeing, yep. like just wow. running for their lives. Yep. Yeah. Stuck out to me. I have a scoop. Oh. Yeah. I know who Marcian Rowe is. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. He's a toy daddy. It's a, it's, this is a, it's a crossover with another thing, with another uh, IP. <laughs> oh, God. Batman. <laughs> Marquion Rose Batman. Rose Batman. Rose's real name is Jonathan Crane. Mm, also known as the Scarecrow. Oh. He doesn't even have a purple rod. He just has a burlap sack. It's <laughs> true. You it's don't know what's in that sack. It might scaredy, be a purple might rod. Might be the purple rod. Scaredy gas. We got to talk about purple rods and sacks Scaredy here, people. Guess. We need to move on. Hey, now. Hey, 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 hey. Read the book. It was a purple rod. It was glowing brighter yeah, than yeah, the lights yeah, inside yeah. the wow. prison. I don't know what to tell you, man. Justin's the last one I expect to make a joke like that. Get it out of my mouth. Get it out of the gutter. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So any bold predictions? Anything we want to make now before the novel yeah, comes out? Or? All right. Well, Yeah. <laughs> Other, other than other than the crossover event of the yeah, of you're the right. You know, what? I guess that's the best one. That's the curtain call right there. Hey, man, I have several Batman and Ninja Turtles comics. Okay, it could happen. Hey, it, it could happen. happen. It's possible. <laughs> All <the> right. <laughs> well, uh, this is fun. This Light of the Jedi is a fantastic novel. It's clearly giving us. That sorry, joke, I killed the end parents, of the show, guys. I guess. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, it's all good. All right. Yeah. So yeah, next just, week we're going to be clear, kid. Let's blow this thing. Go home. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, Hey, good call, Kyle. Let me go <laughs> pull that up. You're all clear, kid. Now let's blow this thing. Go home. Done. We've all read at least one book in 2021. Congratulations, guys. I've read seven. Like I said, at least one. (laughs) I've read like 50 comics, too. (laughs) Hey, they count on Goodreads. You should uh, keep track of them. Yeah, I keep track of mine on Goodreads. All right, I'll download the app, guys. This is an exciting listen for all you guys. I'll keep you up to date on my Goodreads, (laughs) listeners. That's going to be a new segment. What's only my, only mine though. Yes. Yeah, just you. We're doing the whole thing. We're going cover to cover, so read it up. finest editions where can they find all of you this is josh and you can follow me on instagram and twitter at battle of tenaz this is justin you can find me on twitter at i am the bending this is kyle and you can send me money on cash app at kb underscore legend 
Send the money! <laughs> or Twitter, whatever. And this is Maggie. You can find me over on Twitter at Maggie of the Town, your resident Markian Rose fan. There you go. Hell yeah. Cool. All right. It's Maggie in the books. Maggie standards, guys. Let's find her. <laughs> We're going to find her a better man than Mark Yonro in 2021. Look, I'm just saying, he can electrocute me if he wants to. Oh. Whoa. Whoa. I mean, Don't kink slow. shame, guys. This is going to be an explicit episode. <laughs> <laughs> I can't down, send this though, one to Delray. Right he might now. cut you in half. Yeah, yeah. he might he cut you in half. I thought I was the only one who said F them kids. F Everybody's saying F them kids. Uh, hell yeah. It's Friday Friday, get wild wherever you're at. Hopefully you're enjoying this episode of Star Wars Friends. We'll catch you next time. We're going to end this in classic fashion. May the Force be with you. Always. Always. Bye. Hey, friends. Don't forget to subscribe to the Star Wars Friends podcast and leave an awesome review on whichever podcast app you're listening on. Catch up on past episodes, fun interviews, and more at StarWarsFriends.com. Connect with the Star Wars Friends on social media at SW Friends Show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Email the show at show at StarWarsFriends.com. Thanks for listening, and as always, may the Force be with you.